Hey guys, welcome to the Take Points Africa Podcast, Remote Edition. My name is Muiwa. My name is Oluwani Femi. I'm Imano. And I'm Tej. So this is the second week running that we are recording the podcast remotely. Um, if you've been following the news about what is going on in Nigeria, with the NSAS movement, and even what happened this week, the Lekki Massacre, there's a curfew in Lagos right now. So some of us are in Lagos and we're recording from our homes. And because we, we can't get to our studio. So but we have to bring the podcast to you. So we're recording all of this remotely. And speaking about the Lekki Massacre, very, very sad. Yeah, very, very sad moments. Very sad, yes. Yeah. In the history of Nigeria. It's heartbreaking. Very, very sad. And for um for somebody in my generation that didn't experience the civil war or any kind of unrest in yeah. my lifetime, it shook me to the to to in fact it shook me. It seriously shook me and I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't expect it. Who yeah, would it have thought that all the while last week I was filled with hope that something was actually going to work in Nigeria. And all of a sudden, everything mm. was gone. In fact, it was so heartbreaking. And so for those of us who don't know, the Lekki Massacre, October 28th, protesters were, as usual, gathered at Lekki Toll Gate in Lagos, as well as other parts of Lagos and Nigeria. And then, because of rising violence by thugs and hoodlums all over Lagos. Mm-hmm. The, Lagos the, the, the Lagos State Governor, Somolu, um, um, called for a curfew, effective by 4pm. But he called for this curfew by noon, just yeah. just before noon. So four hours wow. of noon, you know, for people to get home. Yeah. And apparently, I didn't even know the, the curfew was... Ex- the, it was uh, extended time for the curfew nine. was extended. And so around 7pm, yeah. announced the extension. Or was this The extension, exactly. Seven. So... Not enough time for people to get them. So some people were stuck. They re- they realized that they rather stay there than trying to get them because Lagos traffic is legendary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then next thing we know, we started seeing live broadcasts uh, by DJ Switch on Instagram and different posts about no, Nigerian be, soldiers, be, be, before soldiers then, shooting before then, at protesters. Yeah. Before then, I think um, people, um, images were released about. Um, some officials that came around to remove the CCTV camera at the location. And mm-hmm. while yep. it was getting yep. dark too, it was also reported that the lights on the street went off and the light from the and the billboard display, the large one that started the toll gate went off too. So that those were the like things that happened before before Crazy we started stuff. seeing gory images. And mm. it, it was crazy, <laughs> it was terrible. It was terrible, and yeah, really terrible. It, it, I, I was so proud. I was so proud yeah, this time on. last week. I was so proud. Like my generation is doing something huge like this. That even when the coffee was announced, I was like, and I was seeing posts like we are going to stay here. I was beaming with pride. Like what is the worst that can happen? And then we were getting information that um, whatever that might that might happen, you know, the um, the military cannot do anything when you're waving the flag and you're singing the national anthem. So you just imagine how rest assured I was that no casualty will happen. And then we started seeing yeah. um, the the live stream of DJ Switch and live bullets on people's body, people's body on the floor. It was it was terrible. It was a terrible night on the 20th of October. And then now the Nigerian army is saying it's all fake news that none of their soldiers were involved in the shooting 
Facebook seems to be also corroborate or appear to be corroborating that they appear to have removed it now, but some many posts and pictures were flagged on Facebook as fake news. Yes, yes, especially um, which was interesting. Yes, that it was noticed just um, on Wednesday. On Wednesday, that um, I saw it that um, some images, images with some with sold sold flag nigerian flag sold with blood images of um people of cops of corpses images of people that died they were all flagged as false information and it was it was said that um it's because some people okay they were they are called independent fact checkers have actually confirmed mm-hmm. that they are false that is why they mm-hmm. are flagged that you can't see them. It's it it was it was I, I was surprised because for for Twitter sh- to be to be part of this movement all the while, and for for Instagram to be the platform where the live stream was made, and because Facebook is also yeah. um, um, Instagram is also con- Facebook owned owns by Instagram. Facebook. Yes, it's also on Instagram mm-hmm. that um, a very popular influencer on my timeline actually had to create another um, another user um, what's it called account, anticipating that our yeah. our current account would be would be um, flagged or deleted because she posted a lot of these things and now everything has been flagged false despite the fact that there are videos um there are videos online showing what is going on all around i was so surprised but uh, it seems like well now it seems facebook has uh, removed the flag yes now. yes they have they have because of the all the public outcry probably probably yeah. because of that and it's crazy. considering their precedence so, about how they treat mm-hmm. fake news it's it's, yeah. it's really but, but so far it's looking like um okay so facebook and instagram seem to be on the plane safe twitter is because of jack jack Dorsey's tweets validating it's the movement mm-hmm. seems to be uh, taking a stance we're not sure of google's uh stance, but yet. something happened with them yeah arise news yeah. youtube channel yeah their live stream yeah yeah the, li- the live stream feed for arise news was taken down and so uh, during this period now the media coverage of the whole killing and the shooting and the protest has been inconsistent to for want of a better word uh i don't want to use a mm-hmm. more derogatory term but it has been inconsistent and has been strange mm-hmm. so but i think arise news uh, according to reports we saw they took it upon themselves to go to the venue and start uh, interviewing protesters showing live feeds of what really happened during uh the shooting of October 20th and uh, mm-hmm. multiple reports on social media if you see some of the way people are talking you will see that okay yeah, people actually trust and uh, they are there seem to be a, posi- a general po- positive perception yes about of, Arise TV being the only one reporting the, the news as it is yeah. yes 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 so it's it, it felt strange when we saw that oh the live feed has been taken down so but and uh, when we talked to our source at uh, Arise TV, they were saying uh, the feed was taken down because of copyright infringement. And uh, what does that they, even mean? In, uh, they said this thing, the music they used, uh, a short music they used in the video, was well, it uh, was copyrighted or something. So 
and Google actually mm. does not, uh, according to their policies, if the video is being uh, is violating a copyright, someone has to report it. So it's it's most likely that someone reported. That there channel. was targeted reporting y- yes. for the targeted music, reporting not because, because of what they are using that music for, for for years or months. Nothing has ever happened. Wow. Meanwhile, and I know that Google has artificial intelligence that even without people reporting, yeah. yes, music that appears to be infringing on copyright, mm-hmm. they can automatically flag it. So, and then what I even read because what the, what what the, when you try to click on the YouTube live stream of Arise TV to open it, mm. what it says is this video. Yeah, it, it violates our, our terms of service. Yeah, terms of service, which is very interesting. Okay, yeah. So I think it's even showing on the page that there was a problem with the server, 404 or something. But apart from that, so the whole thing is a bit confusing when you link it to what happened with Facebook and how they flagged events from uh, the massacre or the shooting as false, then Google mm-hmm. removing this for violation. But uh, the Arise News live feed is still uh, active on your website. It's still active on Twitter. Um, okay, but they're not serving it via YouTube. They're not serving it via so YouTube, yeah. Mm. So, and that YouTube link was probably the most popular one. Yeah, so yeah, most likely. Not... Oh, they have a live feed on, on um, Twitter with Periscope, right? Yeah, I think so. And uh, So it's still working on Twitter and still working on their website directly without YouTube. Yes, yes. And of course, we have to consider that uh, the, the YouTube live feeds and every, uh, the live feeds online uh, will, what will likely benefit people that are not in Nigeria, who do not, uh, who cannot receive uh, TV stations here, it mm-hmm. are cable TV yeah. channels. Yeah. So Nigerians in diaspora can actually catch up with what is going on with this kind of uh, admittedly or reportedly factual events from Arise TV. But I don't know. Probably we we'll have to wait for a whole week this, before we see it. This is crazy because all of this is now even bringing. It's making it more. Should I say? realistic or expected or not too far-fetched that we, are, we may be nearing an international if things don't don't um you know cool down yeah and then there was somewhat of a scale of something related on during, um, during the lekki massacre on october 20. yeah so, about service disruption yes yes a lot so during that period when the shooting started like around nine we started seeing reports on social media that oh uh, network is getting bad, though, especially we're getting reports from some MTN and Ether users. Strangely enough, some MTN users in Lekki were still saying their network, network is moving fine. Yeah. yeah, then in parts of mainland, mm-hmm. MTN was good in some places. Uh, MTN, in my own place, for instance, MTN became very bad, Blue became very bad, Ether became very bad, and it's it's not funny. So I was thinking, oh, it's, so is it finally happening? Is it going to happen? <laughs> so I knew right. <laughs> so around eleven fifty three p.m., MTN released a statement that uh, yeah, they apologized for the inconveniences that the network disruptions they witnessed around Lekki, Vi, and Oniro area of Lagos was because of auxiliary power failure and the engineers are working to try and fix it but they are not able to fix it because of the limitation of access the and it's not just mtn as i just learned a few minutes ago before i joined this podcast out on the association okay. of licensed telecom companies uh mm-hmm. saying oh 
we are sorry for the inconvenience we've not been able to repair so i think generally the network has been slightly slower than it should be but mtn deleted that tweet why would mtn delete the tweets yeah, where they, yeah. they acknowledge that they're having service disruptions on the night of Lekki Masaka. It caused a lot of backlash. There are a lot of things that happened that night that were looking beyond um, coincidence. I even yes. saw that um, the emergency um, call lines were also out. They actually released hmm. their own um, And uh, ambulances statement. were also not allowed to Yes, enter. they released their own statement oh, okay. before, before the incident started. That they, um, they are, the call lines are not going, that they can be reached through WhatsApp numbers. So mm-hmm. there are a lot of things that happened that were not just coincidences. And thinking about uh, them uh, hurts more than what actually happened. So, yeah. oh, it's, so it's, for, it's for, people, really for people thinking that this is actually premeditated, I don't think they are wrong. I don't think they are wrong to think that. Yeah, if, if, what's even scary now? What's even looking very scary? So we might not see a widespread internet shutdown because that might cripple the economy. But we might see something similar to what happened at Lekki. At a particular time when a particular havoc is happening, they can switch off the cell sites in that area. And hmm. there will be network disruptions in that area. So anyone who wants to broadcast at that time might not be able, to do, so. be able it, to do so. Yeah, so it stands within the realm of reason given everything we've seen so far and personally most of the things happening are not surprising uh, most of these things are close to home if you live in the southeast or south south area of nigeria but of course now they are doing it blatantly in open air the openly and, and, and to think that <laughs> during a time where technology is at our reach and we felt like that is the advantage we have over the previous yeah. generation and, the and now we don't even know if it's an advantage that, that, that yeah. there's a way there's now a way to bypass it that to put us as a at, at a disadvantage in fact well i was discussing with some uh, members of my parents generation and they're like They've never seen, even in the military regime, where protesters, peaceful, unarmed protesters, are uh, fired at. Wow. Most times, when protests it's, are happening, it's, 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 it's usually okay. The protesters are rioting, they are fighting, they are attacking. Yeah, hey. Then army fires back, but people are standing peacefully. What the military? They're sitting singing. Yes, singing, singing the national, national anthem. Apparently. What the military uh, guys reportedly did was to carry. The leaders of those protests and imprison them, threaten them, and all that, but blatantly shooting at oh no, that's protesters. I don't know if I will recover for this from this or my generation will, but I just know it's going into the history that on the 20th of October, Nigerian unarmed protesters that have been protesting peacefully for more than two weeks. We fired at, mm-hmm. and we can't even confirm the number of casualties. Casualties, of, of course, our the Lagos State Governor went on TV to say there are no casualties. Although he, he has tweeted, I think he tweeted later on Thursday that, that one they can confirm one, one casualty. No. People, we, it's, we it's, saw it's really, it. And you know what is even you know what is even weird to me? The fact that the Lekki Toll Gates where this happened was one of the most peaceful and most organized 
um, protest so far. A protest, protest point. point. Why is it there particularly that this happened? These shootings happened. It's it's really it's, it's really it's really confusing and, and depressing. I I was just thinking what hurt me more was not because people died. That hurt really bad. But what hurt me more was that. Will people still get justice despite all the glaring um, facts that we have? Mm-hmm. That was the part that hurt me because for for this lens to be gone to 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 silence protesters, how how would you get justice for them? It's really sad. Mm. I'm just hoping mm. that this hope that I had last week will come back. I don't know. I'm giving up already. I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. So that's the thing. Whatever it is, we cannot give up. We need to regroup hmm. and then, then re-strategize. I think that's one thing that is very clear now. I mean, we've learned from whatever has gone on with this. We will respect the curfew. We will, uh, we will all and we, we enjoy everybody to respect the curfew. Stay at home. Once the curfew is lifted, we are going to figure out how to go about this. I think we cannot afford to lose hope right now. We have gone too far. To, to lose hope, we've gone too far to lose hope to give up on it. But I mean, let's with all the bad news and all of that, there's still some good news going on. So let's use that one to, um, you know, <laughs> help ourselves to, you know, give remember that there's hope. hope and even point to it that the youths are actually doing things, they are not lazy. Yes, uh, last week, just after we recorded the podcast, we, the news of Paystax and Paystax as acquisition by Stripe, a US based. Um, fintech company was uh, was announced for two, over 200 million dollars i'm sure everybody has heard the news by now yes. because even at last week people were using it as examples like okay because one of the co-founders um has tattoos um wears dreadlocks yeah. paints his nails uh, and all of that and um, that's ezra ulubi and people were like okay he, he could have been any he could have easily been a, a victim of, of course. Um, the brutality because they were profiling mm-hmm. But yeah, he's running a company that has been found if that he founded five years ago, being acquired for two hundred million dollars by a US company. That's a lot of validation and it's 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 really good news. I mean the heritage you had a story on what this means for for us, the ecosystem the Nigerian startup ecosystem. So after the news broke out, right, the everyone started talking about different things on Twitter and you know what it means for the tech ecosystem for the investors for startups, for founders, and so basically just brought it to like five things where uh, where it means, five points of what it means to the Nigerian tech ecosystem. So the first being the validation of, you know, our efforts for startups, for founders, for the ecosystem in general. Like we saw how, um, the story is like how these guys started from 2014 and how they rallied around to get support from investors, from local investors. And now those little investors are reaping the benefits of, you know, their um, investment. So when, uh, for example, when mm-hmm. Jumia IPO'd, right, we thought that mm-hmm. yeah. we might not get an exit in the next maybe five years because of how, you know, things were mm-hmm. and everything. But so, I mean, it's, it, it makes a lot of sense that Paystack's um, exit is coming at this point, five years after the launch. And it brings you, like... It opens like the floodgates of different things to happen. So local investors will uh, invest more, hopefully, especially the high net worth ones. I mean, after the announcement, we saw a couple of tweets, a couple of uh, WhatsApp messages flying around about people wanting to key in to find like the next 
um, pay stack and everything because 200 million dollars is like mm -hmm. a big deal, like 19 billion dollars. So it's huge, interesting, it's and huge. 90 million naira, you mean? 90 billion naira, yeah, 90 billion naira. Yeah, so it's uh, brings like a lot of uh, well, for the high net worth ones, maybe this will bring them on the table and they will seek to invest more in um, local startups. Then for the foreign ones, um, Paul Graham made a statement, the um, co-founder of YC, Y Combinator, a very popular um, early yeah. stage accelerator in the US, because he invested in um, PageStack 120k and a follow-up round. So he like sent a message to his fel uh, fellow US investors saying, for those that think the Nigerian market is not um, viable enough, something like, as in they are missing out on something huge because Stripe is taking this um, chance on them, yeah, on Pistak and entering the Nigerian market, entering the African market. So we might see more foreign investors coming in and putting in more money because Pistak has shown that, you know, there can be an exit in, uh, mm -hmm. in Africa, especially in the fintech. In the um, yeah, fintech space. But there's, there's that brings this discussion like... about about if mm -hmm. um, they exited a bit too early. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, what, I don't well, think that everybody has their own opinion. I think it's very. I think that conversation is very. Uh, what's the word? Uh, is it too early to be having that kind of conversation? Conversation, because right? This is this has never happened. There's never been any this amount. A startup yeah. has never been acquired for this amount. So it's a first. Mm -hmm. And given all the um, economic uncertainties in, in the country and in Africa in general, even with the protests that are happening now, no, yeah. for something like that to happen in the midst of no, all of this, as long as asking if it's too early. <laughs> is it? Oh, come on, I don't, it's not. I think it's that, very that question is, is not, yeah. It's not time for that question at all. At all. Maybe later, maybe after mm -hmm. we have like, we've had like two or three yeah. short yeah. exits, then we can start talking about was it too early? Was it, uh, this is just a new ecosystem that is just starting out. Come on. Mm -hmm. yeah, this, that is, is, this is supposed to be celebrated. Question. No criticism against <laughs> it. This is, a, this is not time for that question at all. <laughs> as at far all. as I'm concerned. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's yeah. good news for so, us. Yeah. The fintech mm -hmm. now, other it's, fintech It's not just for Paystack. This, this success is not just for Paystack. It's for, at all. it's for the whole of Nigeria, even Africa ecosystem. I was yeah, so elated when I saw it. Yes, it was. It's huge. It's huge. We hope to see more of it. So yes, the fintech guys in particular, we see. I think they are the they are like the apple of the Nigerian tech ecosystem eyes. Since they get more funding <laughs> and everything, mm -hmm. so it's like they might get more acquisition, like in their own sector, more than any other sector, because of you know most of them just replicate mm -hmm. things from um, the US or the UK. You know, developed countries, right? And we have Stripe for Africa. Yeah, yeah, we yes. have, um, I think, people for Africa is, I don't know if it's InterSwitch or was it Visa? There is also um, <laughs> Cash App for Africa. Um, there is Breaks for Africa. There is Chim for Africa. The Chime for Africa. So all these fintech guys abroad, they have like, they are repl um, people that replicated them in Nigeria and Africa, right? Africa. So we might see them, you know, instead of expanding, they might just acquire these local guys. But first, they might need so to have the relationship. You mean they will acquire them to enable expansion? That yes, exactly. Mean. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So because they, are, they that, expand after um, acquiring. Aside that, fintech um, startups have always been at the receiving end of the highest uh, funding. 
in Africa. Mm-hmm. I think two Patex reports ago, maybe 2018 and 2019, they recorded that um, fintech startups got the highest number of funds. Yeah, even in our decade reports, so states five percent that they had throughout exactly. the like, so, yeah. I think the future is the past 10 years. In yeah. the last mm-hmm. 10 years, yes. So, mm-hmm. hopefully... So, FinTech is really the, still the whole thing right it's now. Still, mm-hmm. It's still the whole thing. <laughs> so, but uh, personally, I don't know, I might be wrong, but I'm a bit skeptical about most startups... Uh, you are skeptical. Mood. <laughs> Wait now. <laughs> I'm a bit startup <laughs> about most startups that build their model around uh, XXX for Africa. I don't know. It's uh, yeah. Anyway, let me just. There should be skepticism yeah, there, but I think these guys exit. are putting. Mm. When you are thinking of exit, and you 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 see that this is a problem for Africa, and there's there, there's a um, product for it elsewhere that is not mm. Africa. You can replicate it. I don't know. I think those are the two reasons that comes to mind when you think of exit. Sometimes in the future. Mm. Um, by acquisition, mm. then when you think of um, there is this problem in Africa and there's another product that is not for Africans that can solve the problem, why not? Why not replicate mm. it? Okay, I think I also think that um, there's really no problem with having this of Africa or that of Africa mm. because again, it's about your interpretation of that solution, mm. how you are solving it via from yeah. a perspective of, a local, of African, local knowledge. Yeah, exactly. right? Yes, and let's not yes. forget some people think some people came to seem to forget this is and it's almost like an aqua higher sort of i think mm-hmm. so i think paystack will still continue to run on its own it will, yeah. mm. and we don't have all the information but from how most of this kind of acquisitions work for example what i am expecting and what i think is that the co-founders um shola and asia will probably get um both seats on stripe or maybe one of them will get the bots, depending on the depending on the agreement how the um, acquisition was. And so either one of them or both of them get the bots, or maybe none of them do. But they are definitely going to get stuck in Stripe, so they have a stake in Stripe. I really, in Stripe. I really don't think they'll get bots. They'll get bots, but like I think the stock thing will work. Yeah, exactly. And then of course the stock they will have because they will continue building Paystack. They will continue running Paystack on their own mm-hmm. until Stripe is ready to now swallow that branding into 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 Stripe. That may take maybe four or five years. So. They will still need them to be working on the solution okay, because they still need the, the ground knowledge that they have, the knowledge of Nigeria and Ghana that they have. And expanding to South so Africa, they still need that another African market. Exactly. Yeah. So oh, they still, they still need that tire on the road knowledge, right? And of course, maybe over five, so maybe the shares, the stock that the co-founders may have in Stripe will be vested over, say, four or five years, which means Stripe. they can't even claim yeah. that amount. So they, some people are even getting 200 million and they are thinking there's money in their pockets. It's possible there's not much in pocket. So maybe they just got a, a very tiny fraction of that to be okay, you know. Maybe they need to get a new house or something. While the rest, the rest of it, depending on their stake. So let's say their stake in, in let's say their stake in Paystack was maybe twenty percent or thirty percent combined at the time of the acquisition, which means they are getting like um, sixty million of that two hundred amounts is supposed to come to them. Some of that may be actually being stock. Mm. So and it's vested over a number of years where they must still continue to run stain things. Until that time, they can now yeah. leave. Fully cash or out. If they if it's vested for five years and they stay for two years, maybe whatever amount that has vested within those two years, they can cash that one out. So there's probably not much money in their pocket right now, and they still have a lot of work to do. 
Mm. Yeah. That's something that people are forgetting. But I did hear somewhere that yeah. it might have been a cash deal, but I'm not too sure about that. That may be a what? That might have been a cash deal. The 200 million. Totally cash deal. Well, we don't know. We can only speculate. Yeah. We don't know. Also, the yeah. when anyway, Stripe IPO, okay, so the this thing, so the cash out bigger and everything. Yeah. So maybe maybe their their shares are vested until Stripe IP. That's another possible agreement. Um something in the agreement. Anyway, it's good news and but it's the more reason why we cannot lose hope and we have to keep fighting because if we don't fight against police brutality and profiling and everything that is going on, these things will still continue and people will still be afraid to build innovative stuff like this that will get acquired. So mm-hmm. this fight is not over. It's really not over. We can't afford to lose hope. Right now, I know we are down, we are sad, we are depressed. That is expected. But we are going to regroup and we are going to think about the best way we can handle this going forward. How it cannot be hijacked by hoodlums or thugs. And all of that is very important. Exactly. It's very, very important. And I just want everybody that's listening to remember that. And uh, um, again, um, sorry why, because over the past two weeks, it seems our focus has been only Nigeria. It's because this is. What is going on in Nigeria right now is very, very um, important. And I think the whole world is watching. Even Africa is watching. And yeah, I just want to apologize for our non-Nigeria listeners that everything has been so focused on Nigeria. But I mean, Pistak is an African company. Yeah. They have presence in Nigeria. They have presence in Ghana. And they will be in South Africa. Africa. And their success is going to definitely bring more success to the African tech sure. So it's good stuff. Really good stuff. So... Mm. Yeah, I think on that note, I think we would uh, wrap up today. And um, again, okay, I, I don't want to say any last words or whatever. I leave that to us as we normally do. But first of all, let's remind people who are probably listening for the first time or will are listening where else, where they can get the podcast, Emmanuel. Uh, uh, if you are listening for the first time, don't forget you can get this podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. I Heart Radio, and uh, please, if you've been following us on SoundCloud, don't forget uh, we might, you might no longer see new episodes on SoundCloud, so you can yep. just check out uh, almost anywhere else you get your podcasts. And don't forget to like, share, and drop a review. And please share with your friends and even your enemies too. And uh, we'll all be fine. Yeah, we'll all be fine. I love that. Parting words, infamy and heritage. Mm, let's keep up alive. I'm saying that to myself too, as I am to mm. everyone. Let's keep up alive. We'll get there. We achieve the freedom we are looking for. <laughs> I yeah, I love that. Keep, lover, keep hope alive. Everything, any stuff? Stay safe, everyone. Till we meet again. Yeah. yeah. Till we meet again. Okay, yo. So before we go, uh, please, uh, uh, with all the things going on in Nigeria, let's not forget uh, Congo is currently bleeding. Like a lot of yeah, a lot of killings, true. killings are going on in, in Congo. Like I'm seeing reports, though unconfirmed. I'm seeing pictures of dead people on social media, and it's a very very terrible thing. I think thousands of people have been killed so far i'm pretty not i'm wow. i'm pretty not sure what's going on over there so yeah but i don't know what's going on but i think we should pray for all of africa it's not just uh not just nigeria not just nigeria africa is going through an awakening that's what i, I choose to see it in that positive like that africa is going through an awakening so we keep 
let's keep our thoughts and prayers towards the guys at Congo, everyone at Congo, and of course everyone at, in Nigeria and everywhere across Africa. Everybody that is being oppressed and going through um, hmm. all of that. Let's keep the hope alive and we'll be back next week. So thanks for listening and I think we'll say goodbye now. So bye. Bye bye.